Hey everybody, welcome to Foothills Youth Podcast. We're glad you're here. We exist to help people follow Jesus. And so all of our content, we hope, helps you do that. So make sure you subscribe, follow along with us as we post once a week the things we're talking about in our own personal youth ministry. Thanks for coming. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. We are jumping into the topic of toxic relationships this week and Parker uh, handles this really well. So we hope you enjoy. It's a, it's a challenging talk, talking about boundaries and relationships and some of the ways that uh, we and other people feed into um, toxic relationships. So, and and all of this is through the lens of Jesus and what He desires our relationships to look like. We're in a, a series called Jesus and, and this month we're looking at a bunch of topics that we really hope help you navigate uh, following Jesus in today's age with everything going on. And so, without further any ado, here's Parker. Enjoy the podcast. Hi everyone. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Parker. I'm your youth ministry coordinator. Um, I'm really happy to be here speaking with you today. Um, so today, uh, very simple, we're gonna be uh, leaning into a very interesting and important topic. Uh, we're gonna be actually looking at toxic relationships in our lives. Now, uh, when we talk about toxic relationships and how to deal with them, uh, we have a lot of groundwork to lay before we can actually get to talking about toxic relationships. Because frankly, toxic, toxic relationships don't just come out of nowhere. Um, they are often a slow start that builds up to somebody. For example, nobody comes up to you and says, hi, I'm actually uh, in a really toxic place right now. Uh, would you like to be friends with me? No, like they often start as friendships or just as uh, easygoing relationships and they often evolve into that. Um, so, and honestly, for most people, it's not their fault. A lot of people don't know they're actually uh, ex exhibiting toxic tendencies. Uh, for most people who are being toxic in relationships, they don't even know. And there are many characteristics to look out for people that reveal toxic tendencies, but the reality is we come into contact with such people all the time. And so we can't, when we find out what these tendencies are, we can't just ostracize people and cast them away. As Christians, we need to learn how to treat them with dignity and respect. Uh, without allowing them to bring such toxicity into our lives. So, in order to have kind of a holistic teaching on the subject of toxic relationships, uh, we first need to talk about uh, how to be become uh, authentic, loving Christians without succumbing to those toxic relationships. And then we'll talk about toxic relationships and what to look for. So the talk is going to kind of take shape in three points. And that is, what are boundaries and how do we set them? What are values and how do we identify them? And what are toxic tendencies and what should we be looking out for? But before we get into the talk, we're just gonna pray. So, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you care about our health. Lord, you say that you come to bring life and life to the full and toxic relationships are not a part of that. So I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would teach us um, how to be healthy people, uh, how to engage with people who exhibit toxic tendencies and how to demonstrate your love to the world. So, Lord Jesus, we pray this in your name. Amen. Okay, so to start, what are boundaries and how do we set them? And honestly, we just kind of got to start with a definition. So what is a boundary? Um, for any of you also who want additional reading on this resource, uh, Cloud and Townsend have a book called Boundaries. Just go read it. It's phenomenal. I got most of this stuff from that book. 
So let's just start with a simple definition. A boundary is fundamentally a property line. A property line, if we're to take it literally, is the line that divides your property from somebody else's property. Now, most of you, uh, plain and simple, don't own a house, maybe your parents do, but that line tells you where your property ends and somebody else's begins. Now, first and foremost, a, a property line gives you control over that which is in your property line. For example, uh, like I said, I assume that none of you own a house, but if, if your neighbor came over to your parents and, and said, hey, you need to paint your house orange, well, they could simply say no, because they have control over that which is within the property line. Plus, orange is a brutal color for a house, I'm just saying. Um, not only do you have control over that which is in your property line, but you also have freedom within there. And so you can kind of do anything within your property line. Like, let's say we're gonna stick with the house for a minute. You could put up shrubs, you could build a fence, whatever, so long as it doesn't interfere with the people on the other side of the property line. So for example, you can't just blow something up because it might uh, you know, break somebody's window and you can't like dig a massive trench and dump your dirt onto their lawn. And finally, you have responsibility for that which is within your property line. You gotta take care of what's on your property so that it doesn't interfere and damage those around you. So let's say you have a big tree that is really starting to lean over onto your neighbor's uh, yard and it's looking like it's gonna fall. You actually have a responsibility to take care of that so that nobody gets hurt. So to recap, within your property line or within your boundaries, you have control, you have freedom, and you have responsibility for that which is within your boundaries. Now, what are we talking about here? Because we're not really talking about real estate. We're actually talking about you as an individual. We're talking about where you end and where other people begin. So inside your property lines are your emotions, your body, your health, your feelings, your spirit, your fill in the blank. And your boundaries are the markers which define your property line and ensure your safety and the safety of others. Now keep in mind, boundaries aren't just walls that we put up to keep everybody out. They're permeable, so what do I mean? Once again, if you think about the house and a yard, most people have fences around their yards, and on those fences there are usually gates. So we can open and close those gates. So for example, if Jason were to come up to me and say, hey Parker, how are you doing? I would most certainly open the gate and allow him in because he brings health and good relationship into my life. For example, he brings love, kindness, sternness when I need it, etc. But what happens in your life when someone you've let into your boundaries, somebody you've opened that gate for, they've really made a mess of things? Like they've maybe been unkind or cruel or have made fun of you and made you really feel horrendously. You allow yourself the space to say, hey, I'm just gonna close the gate. Um, next time they want to come over. You're going to say, I need to actually protect that which is within my boundaries. I need to take control and take responsibility for that which is within my boundaries. Now to make it clear, when we set a boundary, we're not talking about changing someone else. So for example, that person who's unhealthy, they come in and they really stir things up. When you set that boundary, you're not saying, now you need to change. What you're doing is you're taking responsibility for that which is within your boundary. And you're saying to them, hey, I would really appreciate um, if you would go actually within your boundary 
and take care of yourself. So for example, uh, uh, maybe you could say to somebody in your life, hey, so long as you're gonna get drunk and try to encourage me to do the same thing, I really need to set that boundary. That's not gonna work for me. And then once they're healthy and have taken care of their stuff and maybe assessed their life and changed, you actually give yourself the opportunity to simply test it and open the gate a little bit and say, hey, if you wanna come back in, we can have this conversation and, and see how you're doing. But in the meantime, you closing the gate and setting your boundary is your way of protecting yourself and taking care of yourself. So that's boundaries. Essentially, they're there to take care of yourself, protect yourself, and set healthy guidelines for where you're willing to operate. However, we need to understand how to set boundaries and how to set boundaries. Um, but the thing is, boundaries don't just come up out of nowhere. You can't just say, I'm laying down a boundary, nobody's coming in. Um, a boundary fundamentally is made up of your values. And so this brings us to our second point. What are values and how do we identify them? So the reality is all of us actually have values, even if we don't necessarily know what they are. We all have certain things we value over others and they could be anything. So for myself, a few of the things I value deeply are as follows. Uh, authenticity and honesty is something I deeply value. I hate when people lie and I hate even more when I lie. Beauty is another thing I deeply value. When people are willing to express themselves, be authentic, and maybe uh, I have a friend who's a videographer, actually Jason, he's sitting right behind the camera right now. I have friends who are artists, musicians, and they bring about beauty into their immediate sphere. Marriage is another thing I value. The commitment, the effort, and love that marriage takes. Wisdom is something I value when things are known, understood, and lived out in a right manner. And as a Christian, I value Jesus Christ as my Lord. He says that I am above all things. And I try to live in alignment with his teachings because I truly believe that they're better than anything the world has to offer. The list goes on. And most people, frankly, unless they sit down to ask themselves these questions of what do I actually value, don't ever identify this. And so with that in mind, we're actually gonna give you a minute to pause. We're gonna take some time uh, away from this message for a minute and we're going to answer this question and you've got to answer it honestly. What are your values and what do you value most in people that you look up to?
So the reason that understanding our values is so crucial and is one of the key things in identifying if someone is expressing toxic tendencies is because it reveals if they're trying to push you out of those value systems or try to uh, get you to live in a way that's contrary to those value systems, that's a toxic tendency. And so your boundaries then are built on your values, which kind of say, hey, I'm just not gonna go there. I'm not gonna do that with you. Your boundaries are built on your values. I can't say it enough. And those boundaries are actually a part of becoming an active agent in your life in saying, I won't just receive, I won't let the world just come to me. I'm actually going to stand up and take an affirmative and say, I am going to live for what is right and true and noble and good. But keep in mind, honestly, uh, your values that you may have come up with right there, um, they don't have to be the exact same for the rest of your life. For example, uh, like I value right now financial independence. When I was 14, that was not on my mind. Uh, so nonetheless, uh, part of being uh, life and light to the world and the salt of the earth is sticking to your values, just saying I'm actually going to align myself with goodness and I'm not gonna deviate from that. I'm not gonna sway. And so uh, actually to share uh, from my own life, uh, I was actually once uh, in a very, very toxic romantic relationship. Uh, I had just finished uh, a brutal season of my life and I was feeling really down and lowly. And so I decided that the best thing to do would see be seeking out a relationship. Um, the girl I went after was beautiful and nice. Uh, she was kind. And so uh, we had a couple great conversations and she was great comfort to me. Unfortunately, however, she wasn't a Christian. And so by default, we had deeply different value systems. Um, and, and frankly, as I said, I just came out of a really tough season in my life and almost immediately, I kind of led her into every part of my life. Um, and she began to encourage me and sway me in ways that uh, I didn't value, things I didn't actually believe in. So in other words, uh, I let her into my property line without testing first whether or not she was a safe person. And almost immediately, I began to compromise on certain values. So for example, some of my closest friends really didn't like her. They told me, I don't think this is a good relationship. And so when they'd ask me what I was up to or where I was, I would actually lie to them. I would compromise on that value of honesty and authenticity. Um, she was deeply beautiful and really interested in me. And so uh, a long story short, I came to compromise on my value of Christian purity. I went down ways that I didn't believe in and I didn't think were right. And the list goes on, but we'll save it for another day. Uh, part of the reason for this relationship was I didn't realize how hurt I was from this season of life and how frustrated I was. And so instead of actually taking responsibility for that which was in my property line, for my emotions, my health, my sanity, for taking care of myself, I instead just let somebody else in who would make me feel good, almost to numb the pain of life. And so the reason this relationship became toxic was one, because I wasn't able not that I wasn't able, I wasn't willing to take responsibility for my life. I wasn't willing to take control of that which was in my property line. And instead, I just allowed somebody else in to do it for me. And so this relationship became toxic. She was not inherently a toxic person, but this relationship slowly but surely became toxic because I was unable and unwilling to set healthy boundaries built on my values. So part of the healing process for this uh, relationship was ultimately severing the relationship. 
as well as resetting my boundaries, reassessing my values, and allowing myself to heal. So just to stop for a minute and really to define toxic relationships, I want you to write this down. We're gonna give you space and time to write it down. A toxic relationship, fundamentally, is one that encourages you to compromise on your values. A toxic relationship is one that encourages you to compromise on your values. So write that down. Okay, so our third and final point for the day is what are the characteristics of people with toxic tendencies? And what does it look like for someone to have a tendency towards fostering a toxic relationship? Another way about thinking about this is in terms of safe and unsafe people. Somebody with healthy tendencies is a safe person and somebody with unhealthy tendencies is an unsafe person. So I'm just gonna give you some uh, characteristics to think through. So safe people are generally characterized by the following characteristics. Now this isn't an expansive list, it's just some that I think will be helpful. So they are transparent and open. Safe people, they care and they show empathy. They are accepting of others. So if you become friends with others, other people, they're not like jealous and try to pull you away from them, um, but they're accepting of them. They love enough to confront. Earlier I said that Jason uh, sometimes shows me sternness when he needs to. That is because he loves me enough to confront me when I'm doing something that's off-putting. Uh, they are forgiving. They permit and encourage others to grow so they don't get angry at you if you're going forward with your life. Uh, they do not always demand their own way. And finally, safe people are willing to admit that they're wrong. And so let me just say right away um, that Pastor Andrew, Jason, and all of your small group leaders are safe people. They've been hand-selected to oversee your growth and spiritual development as students in this ministry. They are safe people and they are 100% here for you. They're those people that you can actually open the gate and, and they can come in and help you with your property. But unsafe people, however, just to contrast, are generally characterized by some of the following qualities. So listen up, really pay attention. They think they have it all together. They are defensive instead of open. Defensiveness is one of the most toxic things in relationships. They are self-righteous instead of humble. They apologize but don't change. That's one you have to pay attention to because just because somebody says they're sorry doesn't really mean they're sorry. Pay attention for whether or not they're actually willing to change. They avoid working on and dealing with problems. And they blame others for their actions instead of taking responsibility. Now, just plain and simple, we've got to pay attention to these and ask ourselves some hard questions. Because sometimes we are actually the unhealthy and unsafe people. And so these questions are honestly gut checks to say, hey, am I actually exhibiting these things? Am I apologizing without changing? Am I being defensive? So while, yes, we can look at for those and others to protect ourselves, we actually also have to look inside of ourselves and say, hey, is this something that's going on in my life? And now, frankly, here's the thing. I said it off the top. Most people who are being toxic don't actually know they're being toxic. There are very few people. There's statistical anomalies that are genuinely evil in this world. Most people who demonstrate toxic tendencies have no idea and most of the time, they're actually just broken and hurting and in need of healing. And so these people, like I said, it's not awful to have them around you. 
because they need love and dignity too. But we need to understand how to set healthy boundaries around our values so as to protect ourselves. Just because you love somebody does not mean you need to bring them into everything in your life and give them unfettered access. So all that to say, uh, we need to understand, look at these characteristics, think through the people in our life and understand who are safe people in our lives and who are unsafe people in our lives with who we need stronger boundaries to protect ourselves and our well-being. So I'll say this, just frankly, there isn't a single relationship in my life where I don't have boundaries. Obviously, the one that I have the fewest with is Sarah, my wife, uh, and then shortly thereafter, my closest friends and family. Uh, but with everybody, there are situations where you just actually have to say, no, this is mine and I need to take care of it. And so dealing with toxic relationships is all about regaining responsibility for your life and say, hey, these boundaries are here to protect me. They actually protect my values. And so if you're trying to press in on that and change those values, uh, this isn't safe and this isn't good. And so it is about rediscovering your values and becoming a person of character who actually demonstrates Christ's love to the world. And so I want to encourage you, my friends, really think about that question we asked you earlier. What are your values? What are some boundaries that you need to set? and regain. And frankly, as I said earlier, we're here for you. We love you. We care for you. Your small group leaders are here to walk alongside of you and lead you in this. And so my friends, uh, as you go and as you regain uh, responsibility for your life, we just want to encourage you and bless you. So have a great week. Thanks again for joining us this week on our podcast. We hope this episode was helpful for you. And as always, we will see you next week.